One of the things that Kathy Gray, my wife, and I loved to do when we lived in the Los Angeles area was go to a certain jazz cafe. It was called Steamers. And it was in this sort of semi-run-down neighborhood that sadly now has been gentrified, so Steamers is long gone. But Steamers was able to attract some of the finest jazz talent from all over the country because it was known both as having appreciative audiences and also pretty good acoustics for recording live albums. So we were very spoiled very quickly by the quality of the acts we got to see whenever we decided, usually just at a few moments notice, that we wanted to go hear some music that night. Though there was one fella that we always tried to see if we possibly had time. His name's Chris Williams. He's still performing out in the LA area. And we had this interesting experience because we saw him so often. And that is that we would get to hear how he performed, he and his combo, different tunes, different months. That sometimes it would be a fairly straight ahead rendition of a song. Sometimes it would be so convoluted that we wouldn't know for three or four minutes what the actual song was. And then often when it became clear what the song was, the audience would laugh in recognition because we realized they've been doing such creative things with their instruments that we couldn't tell what it was. And the vocal would kick in, we'd go, ah, oh, that's what it is. Now, we would try to anticipate what the tone of that performance was going to be that night by the instruments on the bandstand. Chris, in addition to being a great vocalist, is a great percussionist. And so what kind of drums or bongos or whatever does he have set up tonight? And does he have more than one guitarist? How many other instruments are present? And so by doing so, we could get some sense of what the tone of the evening might be. But even then, we'd have to wait until the performance started and got rolling before we knew what kind of mood the musicians would be setting. Now, I think of Chris and his combo when I think of this morning's gospel, believe it or not, because we are hearing a repeated theme from Jesus about the end of the world. Now, most people, when they think of the end of the world, I know, don't think of a really good jazz combo. But when I think of how Jesus deals with the questions, I do think of a really good jazz combo. Because throughout all four Gospels, whenever anyone asks Jesus about the end of the world, he riffs on it. He starts to, I don't think improvise would be a respectful term, but he starts to, to play with the question, have some fun with it, and tries to not quite deflect it, because he does want to address it, but he doesn't take it seriously or at face value. And so like this morning, when we have the disciples asking, so when is the temple going to be destroyed? He tells them about all these terrible things that could happen in the world. And that basically, there's no way to know when the end of the world is going to happen. But you can almost hear the perhaps nonverbal, but I bet verbal that wasn't written down, response of the listeners of, okay, there'll be plagues, there'll be wars, there'll be famines. Is that when the world ends? Is that the date? Is that how we'll know? 
And Jesus again saying, no, you're not going to know. And having to play it with a different set of instruments, so to speak. Having to say it a different way of, you're not going to know. As the disciples, almost in a call and response, say, when will we know? What's the day? You won't know. What's the day? You won't know. What's the day? You won't know. And they almost, to shock them, out of this bizarre questioning, he tells them they themselves are going to suffer. That they themselves are going to be arrested, they're going to be put on trial, that things are going to be really hard for them personally. And that still doesn't seem to break their mindset of asking, when's the world going to end? It's almost like he's saying, look, don't worry about it, you're not going to live long enough. And they still say, oh, when's the world going to end? When's the world going to end? Well, as you can probably guess, we're the disciples. We are the people who at various times, maybe only once or twice in a lifetime, perhaps more often, want to know how all this ends out. And when is this going to happen? And when's, when is war going to cease? And when will famines go away? And when will earthquakes be still? We don't get to know. We don't even get to know when our own lives are going to end. But what, we're all, what we are supposed to know is that God loves us through all of this. That one of the things that jazz music, musicians, more than one, have said through the years is that when listening to music, don't just listen to the notes, listen to the pauses. Because it's in the absence of music that something is being said as well. And so, in the human existence, when it seems like we're between notes of God telling us what's going to happen next, we are called to listen all the more carefully. We are called to listen to how God is calling us to love people and creation. How God is calling us to live in the midst of that pause before the next grand notes start, before something new in history unravels that's part of God's glory and beauty, before the next great thing happens. In that pause, we are still to live fully. We are still to live full of love and hope and faith in ways that the rest of the world can see and so that they can receive that encouragement. Sure, we'd like to know the blueprint, the calendar dates, the flow chart of how the rest of existence is going to play out. But frankly, it's none of our business, and it doesn't have to be. We don't have to throw any levers to make any of this happen. Instead, we are called to listen to the grand music of God's blessings, and God's joy being given to us through scripture, through art, through creation, through the love of children, through so many things. And also, in the pauses, be ready to add our own tunes, to add the love that God has given us being shared with the people around us. We are called to live in these moments of pauses with full joy and faith and peace, not that we generate ourselves, but come through the generosity of God. That is Christ's intention for us. Not to live in fear, not to live in anxiety, not to live in worry, but to live in the peace that passes all understanding. To live in the pauses that 
are rich and full of meaning to live in the pauses as we love one another, as we love the stranger, as we love the very birds of the air, and therefore help the world become a better place, but also always living a life that has meaning, full of music, full of art, full of God's love, and being shared with others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.